Blog Talk Radio. To the people and the Gentiles, Tommy Hart, the one the authorized version ascribes the name Lord God is real appears among us with great news. A former preacher of the church and author of the book of the law of God, all things the demonstrated power of God, Lord God would like to share what he has discovered during what is now a 39-year study of the authorized version Bible, also known as the King James Bible, coming from the Vatican. He comes to show Bible truths that have been hidden throughout Bible content. Lord God is real, decrypts all things kept silent and in secret inside the pages of the ABB, a.k.a. the KJV, all with a level-headed, easy-to-follow analysis unlike any other. His Excellency logically restructures the AVB's confusing text and separates the subject matter into two categories, truth and fiction. He also defines with clarity what is meant by the terms LORD, in all caps, CHRIST, GOD, many other titles, and who claims them now in this day. His Majesty concludes... The Authorized Version Bible, written in the year 1611, is primarily a law book, a history book, a legal document, and the first law between the Pope of Rome, the Papacy, and the Gentiles. In other words, those who are classified as white people. Knowing the AVB, written during the conquest of Africa, Lord God exposes the many laws of the Bible from Genesis to Revelations, which include the law of Passover, the law of God, and the law of the curse carried out on African black people worldwide. It is established the Vatican is a governmental body institution hiding in plain view under the cloak of religion. Lord God is here because the Vatican called for him in the pages of the AVB. So without further ado, it is with great enthusiasm I bring before you the host of the show. Please join me in a warm round of applause. The magnificent Lord God Israel. The last episode was ended with the introduction of the parable of the sower. I must admit, I had thought to present the story of the sower in a different light. But when the, under, when the proper understanding came, my first thoughts on the matter fell by the wayside. I read Matthew 13:3. Behold, a sower went forth to sow. I say to you, and as he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, some fell upon stony places, some fell among thorns, and other seeds fell into the ground and brought forth. 
sounds to me like the sower is indiscriminate in his sowing. The sower is lacking in care of where his seeds are falling. He is remiss in performing his duty. This sower in Matthew 13, verses 3 through 8, could care less where the seeds are falling. He could care less of a good crop coming up. He is very irresponsible. He is a foolish sower. Mm. The Matthew 13, 3 through 8 sower did not prepare, he did not cultivate the ground for planting anything. Notice the description given. The seeds are uncovered, unprotected. They are they fall in stony places and among the thorns. No deepness of earth. Uh, he did not kill the land. He just went out and sowed seed indiscriminately. But maybe that is why he is called a sower and not a farmer. Surely you would not want one like the sower in Matthew 13, verses 3 through 8, working for you. That narrative is a story meant to be amusing. A fitting title for the story of the sower is The Irresponsible Sower, even The Foolish Sower. All right. So it is clear that the Matthew 13 verses 3 through 8 narrative is about the sower. I have uh, explained to you the story of the sower. We see the we see the sower as he is. Now, let me read on, uh, continuing at Matthew 13, verses uh, 12, starting at verse 12. For whosoever hath, to him shall be given. and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not, from him shall be taken away even that he hath. I am reminded that that is what the Gentiles did to the Israelites. We know that the Israelites are real people. Um, we know that in the AVB, 
the the plight of the Israelites is seen. I have talked about that in detail. But the statement here, from him shall be taken away even that he hath. The Gentiles have taken things away from the Israelites. We know that today's Israelites are the descendants of those original Israelites who were defeated by the Gentiles uh, and led into captivity uh, at the hands of the Gentiles. The Israelites are still scattered today. They were scattered by the Gentiles. We know that the uh, the Gentiles, alias white people, are enemies of the Israelites. As I said, the Gentiles have defeated the Israelites. They have uh, led them off into captivity in their various lands. But that is not all. The things, certain things that the Israelites possessed before the Gentile intervention, the Gentiles have taken away. Such a thing as the covenant of the Israelites, it was taken away from, let me say us, for I too am an Israelite. It was taken away from us, the Israelites. Our lands were taken away. The covenant with its corresponding ordinances was taken away. The models, the uh, correlative models of the covenant were taken away. The entire, you can say the entire civilization, culture, etc., of the Israelites was taken away from them. And this right here, which is obvious in what I have already said, the Gentiles, I mean, the Israelites' liberty was taken away. And that liberty has not been restored unto this day. The Israelites are captives in the lands of the Gentiles. The Gentiles are still holding black people, the Israelites, descendants of the original Israelites, in captivity. I say that again. The Gentiles, alias white people, are still holding holding the Israelites in captivity until this very day. And that is not 
right. The Israelites do not have liberty. The Gentiles never did release the captive Israelites. The Israelites were not restored to their homeland. But the Gentiles have kept the Israelites in captivity unto this very day. And it seems the Israelites don't realize that. I, myself, do not hear any of the Israelites talking about it. I do not hear Israelites saying, look here, we are captives. We are not free. We are not in our own land. What do we have to rejoice for? Well, one thing right now the Israelites have to rejoice in is the coming of the Lord their God. That's another thing that was taken away from the Israelites. Their very God. In brief, back then, before the Gentile intervention and an invasion, God dwelled with his people. God was among the Israelites. Yes, I'm talking about a man that was that was God, says the AZB. God dwelt among his people. The Gentiles brought that to an end. The Lord was taken in battle, and his people led off those who did not get killed, led off into captivity under the hand of the Gentiles. But now God has come. Remember the promise in Genesis? God will surely visit you. It has come to pass. Remember the uh, prediction in Isaiah chapter 40. The Lord God will come, and come he has. The Lord God has a name. His name is Tommy L. Hart. And he has a message, obviously, for his people. The message is, come to me. Come to me and be saved. Hear the word, ye Israelites, of the Lord your God, Tommy L. Hart. Hear the word of the Lord your God, Tommy L. Hart, and be obedient to his word. 
the Israelites have a responsibility to hear the word of the Lord God, Tamiel Hart, and to be obedient to that word. They are not to be negligent in the performance of their duties, their sacred duties. Uh, they are not to be negligent and careless as the sower in Matthew 13, verses 3 through 8. They are not to be irresponsible. The Israelites have a duty to perform. The Lord God, Tommy L. Hart, has uh, reminded them he has first found the covenant of the Israelites' ancestors, and he has reminded the Israelites of today of that covenant. He has presented it to them. He has presented uh, the Israelites with the covenant and its corresponding ordinances, correlative models, and antidotes, among other things. The Lord God has presented the Israelites with their name. The Israelites' name was lost. In America, today, the Israelites are called black people. They are called African Americans and maybe other things. But their name their name of long standing is Israelites. The Bible says those black people scattered throughout the nations of the Gentiles are Israelites. Just simple as that. They are the descendants of the original. Bible Israelites. All these things are very important. All these things, the knowledge of these things has been kept from the Israelites. Kept from them. The Gentiles have suppressed the truth concerning God, and they have compressed the truth concerning black people scattered abroad among the Gentiles. The truth concerning those black people scattered abroad is that they are Israelites. They are the people of the Bible's Lord God. So, the people of the Lord God have been dispossessed. Let's see here. 
They have been dispossessed. They have been disinherited. The Israelites have been displaced. They have been degraded. They have been debased. They have been disunited. They have been deceived. And they have been deprived. So the Israelites have their own set of problems. These problems of possession, disinheritance, etc., have not been resolved. They have not been eliminated. They have not been remedied. Yet it seems the Israelites of today act as though everything is okay. They act as though everything is okay between themselves and their enemy, the Gentiles. When in fact and indeed everything is not okay. There is no peace between the two. The Israelites may have been quietened and uh, made fearful of the Gentiles, but the problems remain. Yes, the Israelites were defeated, led off into captivity, scattered abroad. You know the you know you know things that have happened to them at the hand of the Gentiles. And everything is not okay. With the Israelites being dispossessed, disinherited, displaced, degraded, debased, disunited, deceived, and deprived. That's a big problem that the Israelites should face and and deal with and not act as the sower in Matthew 13, verses 3 through 8, irresponsibly, unconcerned. Callous. Everything is not okay. The Israelites should not be afraid uh, to speak of their problems, these problems of dispossession, disinheritance, etc. They should not be afraid today to stand up and say, hey, we are captives. You Gentiles are holding us captives. You have dispossessed us. You have disinherited us. You have displaced us. You have degraded us. You have debased us. You have disunited us. You have deceived us in giving us a false faith, and you have deprived us of liberty. Till 
the truth. Speak the truth. The Gentiles talk about this thing, uh, freedom of speech. Israelites, where are you? Where are you in relationship to your problem? Where is your voice? Where is the showing concern for yourself? Israelites, where is it? Are you not free to speak about these problems of dispossession, disinheritance, displacement, etc.? Are you not free to speak on those problems? The Gentiles know that you Israelites are dis, uh, dispossessed. They know that you have been disinherited. Disinherited. They know you have been displaced. They, they know you have been degraded. They know you are debased. They know that you are not united. They know that you are deceived, and they know that you are deprived of liberty. So why the hush-hush? Why the fear to speak out on your own behalf? The Gentiles know it. They, they're the ones who did it to you. And they're the ones who keep you in this state. They know it. Why the hush-hush on the matter? Why are these things kept swept under the carpet when others already know it? Black people, today, are you still afraid of the Gentiles? And as I said earlier, do are you not free? Are you not free to speak on your own behalf? Are you? Uh, do you not? Do you not possess the freedom of speech? The Gentiles have taken things, uh, they have taken everything away from the Israelites, black people. They have taken everything away. And the, Gentile, the Gentiles know it. And you, Israelites, act as though nothing has happened you behave as though everything is okay. That's bad. That's bad. That's bad. You act as though everything is okay when everybody else already know you you have problems. When everybody else already know your state. Mm-hmm. Even that uh, from him shall be taken away. Even that he has the things that the gent that the Israelites possessed before the Gentile invasion 
were taken away from them. And they were taken away violently from them. Verse 15, same chapter, Matthew 13. For this people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed. Doesn't that sound like the Israelites I was just speaking about? Behaving as though everything is okay, acting like, acting like nothing has happened, acting like they don't have a problem in the world with the Gentiles. Come on, people. Let's get real. Let's be real. Israelites, you are not exercising your freedom of speech. Israelites, you are not standing up for yourselves. Israelites, you have accepted the enemy's evil as good. Evil is still evil. It will always be evil. Have you, Israelites, have you closed, are your ears dull of hearing and your eyes, you've closed to your problems of dispossession, disinheritance, debasement, etc.? Deprivation? Have you closed your eyes and ears to these things? Reading on, lest that any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears. Israelites, you're the word in your book. Your book. The Authorized Version Bible. The A called the AVB by me and maybe others. Uh, your book says to you, Hear ye the word of the Lord. The name of the Lord is Tommy L. Hart. The Bible's Lord has a name. The Bible's Lord has a face. The Bible's Lord has a body and the Bible's Lord has a voice which voice you hear at this time I say to you I your Lord and God say to you hear ye the word of your Lord and God as you are commanded to do from your own book, the AVB, which the Lord, your God, Tommy L. Hart, has uh, informed you of. Obey the word of the Lord, your God. Obey the word of your book. Obey the word of your book, Israelites. The AVB is yours. 
you are told to hear, to hear the word of the Lord. The word that the Lord has come. Hear his word. He is speaking to you. He is telling you who he is. He is uh, giving you evidence of uh, his personage. <laughs> he has given to you all things. He's shown to you all things. Hear the word of the Lord your God, Tommy L. Hart, and be obedient to your own faith. The faith which I uh, am presenting to you, which I have presented to you, and continue to present uh, before you. Be obedient to your own faith and your own book. This book, the authorized version, the AVB, commonly called King James Version, it is your book. You have a right to know what's in the book. You have a right to be obedient to the book. I say that again, people. Israelites, the AVB is your book. You have a right to know what is in your book truthfully, and you have a right to be obedient to that which concerns you in your own book, the A-V-B. It is your right. It is your book. Now, let me go down to verse 19. Matthew chapter 13. Here we go. But what about that in Matthew 13, verse 18 through 23? Matthew 13, verse 18 says, Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. Now, the question is this. Does the narrative, uh, Matthew 13, verses 19 through 23, have anything to do with the sower in Matthew 13, verses 3 through 8? Let us see. I will read the narrative, Matthew 13, verses 19 through 23. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catches away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which receives seed by the wayside. But he that receives seed into stony places, the same is he that heareth the word, and Aaron with joy receiveth it. Yet hath he not root in himself, but endureth for a while, for when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, by and by he is offended. He also that receives seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word, and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becometh unfruitful. But he that receiveth seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word and understandeth it, which also beareth fruit and bringeth forth some a hundredfold, 
some 60, some 30. The question again, does the narrative in Matthew 13 verses 19 through 23 have anything to do with the sower in the narrative Matthew 13 verses 3 through 8? Answer, no. The Matthew 13, 19 through 23 narrative does not have anything to do uh, with the sower in Matthew chapter 13, verses 3 through 8. Therefore, the Matthew 13, verses 19 through 23 narrative is not about the sower in the narrative Matthew 13, verses 3 through 8. The Matthew 13, verses 19 through 23 narrative does not explain that in Matthew 13, verse, verses 3 through 8. The Lord Tommy L. Hart has explained it, that which is Matthew 13, verses 3 through 8. Matthew 13, 3 through 8 is about a careless and irresponsible sower. Whereas Matthew 13, verses 19 through 23, is about hearers and receivers of the word of the kingdom. Okay? So I have answered the question that, that was asked. Does the narrative in Matthew 13, verses 19 through 23, have anything to do with the sower in the narrative Matthew 13, verses 3 through 8, and the answer is no. Join me again next time.